What up, what up, everybody? It's the Build Different Podcast. Uh, myself and Sean. Uh, going back off of a topic that we talked about last year, a topic that I always say is always something that I go back to and that I've always looked at every year. And one, because it's in Vegas, and two, because it's soup, you know, it's the future of uh, what we're going to be using, products that we're going to be using. And that's CES. So, you know, last year we had some boots on the ground with Raul. Raul was out there and he actually had some video and everything. Still, personally, still haven't been out there. You know, my goal was for us to be out there. Um, so that I want that to be my first time when we're out uh, talking about our technology. But, you know, uh, things didn't fall into place the way we wanted them to. But definitely 2025, we could see ourselves out there. Right, Sean? Definitely. Um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to follow up with... Um, the main thing is that there's always trends, there's always new products. Um, there's even small companies, startups that are out there showing off um, their ver their vision for the future of technology. So always loved it, always fearful because um, I'm always like looking as Sean knows to see if somebody has something similar to our ideas, even though we're patented. No, no quotes. We are patented. Air quotes. We're patented. But um, you always want to look over the look at the uh, what's on the horizon and see. Just make sure, like, is anybody thinking of what we're doing? And thank God, I was thoroughly researching, watching videos. I've been nervous every year around this time, and and nothing was there. But with that being said, like every different, uh, there were so many different product categories that um, you know I found something that was innovative. Or it was kind of my top pick. So you know, I guess we'll we'll kind of go through that, and Sean's gonna kind of grill me and. Uh, I'll tell them a little bit about what I saw and what I liked. Yeah, I mean, just starting off, um, you know, CES in general, just talking about it a little bit. You know, you mentioned future of technology. Obviously, for anyone who doesn't know, CES is a big technology conference. It takes place in Las Vegas, usually in the beginning of January. Um, what, um, what kind of, like, I know, you, obviously, Ricky, you're big into technology, but, like, was there anything that specifically kind of made you interested in CES originally, like when you first found out about it? Um, Just the feeling of like a new was, technology coming out? Yeah, it was everything. I think even like back in the day, like, you know, kid, you know, as kids, we all like video games. But I think you would hear things from Sony, from Nintendo, um, you know, the phone, more of the phone manufacturers used to be out there more. I think they've kind of pivoted now where like Samsung just had their um, unpack day a couple of days ago, showing off their latest technology. Apple doesn't even show up at CES. So they do their own, you know, Apple, um, Apple, uh, you know, uh, type of displays and everything. I forget when Apple's is cause, but I, you know, even Apple and all these companies, I've, you know, I don't use Apple products, but I love watching, um, you know, their, their, uh, presentations. And I know they just did the, uh, the augmented reality headset, spatial um, computing headset, the Vision Pro, um, that, you know, I, I just love watching all those type of things because it's like always the the vision of the product. I love the, the I love the way that they kind of showcase what it does now and then what it's going to become. I mean, even down to the packaging, like I watched this, the Samsung on, um, on Pat event. Obviously, I'm a Samsung user, so I kind of want to see the new tech they're putting into it. Um, the new software, the new updates, but um, even the packaging, like immediately when they get done, I like seeing the, you know, the on-box therapies, the Linus Tech, the Marcus uh, MKDHD, Marcus Brown um, 
his uh his all these different uh you know cell related and technology related youtubers um and podcasters see them do the unpackaging so all of that stuff always used to intrigue me but also too i just like seeing the the future of everything um even cars you know i'm a big car guy so seeing like what um the next evolution of cars was going to be so it's that that's what it is for me is the future and what you know the new trends and what you know what we're going to be using in the coming years and and you know is it, to me it's even deeper it's the mindset and the vision that each individual that is showcasing something what they see and their spin on on um how they're going to change uh you know our everyday lives so that that was yeah i mean innovation at the end of the day right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but yeah let's get into it this year um you gave me a couple categories to to bring up but uh let's start with uh home entertainment i know you there was a couple things in there that you saw yeah l the one of the coolest things and you'd have to see it to understand it and another facet of why i always like to show because i like seeing the progression like you know companies will show something like a prototype and then you'll see the gradual continuation of um, it getting close to commercial status. So LG had this amazing display and it was a bunch of TVs. It was, they were mounted on a, a, a stand, like a crazy stand, but it had, you know, they were broadcasting different images on it. And next thing you know, you'd see the images kind of disappear a little bit, but they were still there. So it was like a clear display. So you could see behind the display, people walking around and doing things. So it's literally, a screen that you part of the screen kind of comes down and then it's a clear display so they had yeah they had that it was the it's called the um that one was called the lg signature oled t and um it was just incredible because it, it provided like a different type of visual than what you're used to like imagine imagine your tv display and then it being completely glass and then you seeing your family or your kitchen or whatever behind it but you could still see that image on the screen um it was like it was dope and then i think it kind of fits into what i was thinking like would be a cool future like almost like the uh like how star wars uh, you know when they send a message and you, you see like almost the image it's almost like it looks kind of like uh augmented reality like something like a hologram kind of thing Woman singing so it, it was that was really cool i love that um i you know the use case for it will we use it in our homes probably not but i think it would be really cool in restaurants in um you know stores um there's just displays but um yeah so where where is like the circuits and everything like on the side of the tv well that was another big thing is that they're now a, a new facet of technology i think this has been around and it's been on some of the current tvs on the market now is there's a, 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 a separate box so you could literally put a box in your closet that has all the wire um... and the tv's completely wireless so that's how they that's kind of how they achieve that where you're not seeing the wires hanging on the back of it yeah. so i thought that was a really cool thing as well that i would like to have is like you know because that's the big thing when you're hooking up your tv is hiding all the wires and you gotta, you know, do all type of techniques to get it to. And some TVs have like, um, you can kind of wire your, um, put your wires and cords into. The, but this eliminates that because you just literally you have a closet and you just put it over there. So yeah, I mean, but, I could definitely see a use case for that in like a, a sports bar kind of thing where it's like mm -hmm. you want to be able to see the TV from both sides, so you hang it up on the, you know, up above, and you know, the people from both ways can see it like that. 
to me, I definitely see a use case for that. Um, yeah, they they got to get the resolution up a little bit, which is the, like that's why I said the gradual process of seeing. Um, you know, next year they'll probably have one that's ready, market ready. That's how close it looks. Um, but yeah, the, I, that use case would be good in a sports bar application for sure. Um, um the next category, computing. Well, oh, sorry, we got another one for. for okay, go go ahead, go ahead. No, me personally, I love big TVs. So there was a lot of big TVs. TCL had a 115 inch monitor. Oh, that I'm just like, imagine watching sports on that. You know what I mean? Like, there was a guy that was walking through um, past one of the TVs. He was a six foot guy. The TV was like on the stand was like taller than him. The people on the screen looked like giants. It was just it's like, man, I'd love to have something like that. There was a I want to say there was there was a crazy TV too. I forget who did it. I think it's I don't think it's one of the um, major brands, but it was like a hundred and forty inch TV. I want to say, but it folded like a it folded like a um, you know like the fans like the the fans that you can kind of fold and unfold like more decorative than anything else. But this TV literally folded like this, and then it would um, almost butterfly out like to one hundred forty inches. That's crazy. It's crazy. And that's what CES mainly is. A lot of the, maybe these things never come to market, but it just shows what what's possible, you know. Like and some some out there stuff as well. But yeah, TCL and their big screens. Samsung always has their their huge screens. Samsung had the art wall, whereas like during the day it looks like an art frame, and then it has a um, then it you know the images pop up when you put the TV on or whatever. But um, we're still on home decor, right? Uh yeah, home entertainment, home decor, home yeah. Samsung also uh, Samsung also had a really cool speaker called the Samsung Frame. So it's literally like a picture frame, but the home speakers like you could put them all over the house in like a TV frame and it broadcast the sound broadcast like a, a, a actual speaker. So um, I thought that was really cool as well. And um, yeah, th those are the major things I think from um, the home entertainment part of things, and obviously speakers, lighting systems. Um, but those are the ones that really caught my eye, especially that um, the clear LG OLED. And then, yeah, I guess sticking in, in the home, how about like home tech? Uh, I know you mentioned a few things that you had there. Home tech, um, yeah, there was a lot of really cool, um, <laughs> there was a lot of really cool uh, home appliances. So uh, one of the ones I saw that I would love to use, and I've seen this a while. I don't know if it's, I, I'm trying to figure out when it would come to market, but it's basically a washing machine that also dries and folds your clothes, you know? Oh, wow. Like, imagine that. And it, like, there was one that was built like an actual drawer. So it's like your drawer, like your chest or drawer that you would put everything away in was actually, it was the system was embedded into your drawer. So it literally put everything into your drawer in this proper place. It's all your shirts, all your jeans, everything are steamed and pressed and everything is just, it's a seamless like one stop shop for cleaning your clothes, pressing them and putting them away. Like how great would that be? You know what I mean? Can you imagine? Yeah, that that sounds wild. It sounds like something that's gonna cost a lot of money someday if it ever does hit the market. I mean, we all, I don't know about you, I hate folding clothes. I, I hate folding clothes and I hate like hanging clothes. I don't know what's the weirdest thing. Um, also on the home, 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 uh, you know, refrigerators. 
one of the trends, and we were going to talk about trends in another part of um, the discussion, but a, a fridge that had uh, generative AI in it. So to me, I, I didn't see AI. I just saw some a camera in the fridge. I forget what company did it, but literally it would like look at your what you had in your fridge. It would give you recipes and stuff like that. The AI part, I could see that. But also, too, they were talking about like, oh, the AI helps you reorder your groceries. No, that's the camera that's looking at it. And there's some type of algorithm there that they've had that for a while. So I don't know. They threw the AI label on that. But those type of refrigerators, um, one of the coolest products that I would personally use and I would love to have was a GE. Um, it was a GE uh, indoor smoker. Okay. So I don't know. Are you big on smoked meats, briskets, the, you know, yeah, I love good barbecue. I haven't yeah. used a smoker, but I know what they are. I haven't either. I haven't either. I've been to people's house and then, you know, I, I love, you can change the flavor of the meat with the wood chips and everything. But imagine having that indoor, in one indoors that doesn't, you know, blow smoke all over your house and like, you know, set your fire alarms off and stuff like that, your smoke detectors off. Um, that's that's what GA, GE created. I believe it's like $1,000, but smoked meats you can put the wood pellets in there change the flavors um it's a decent size like i'm like man i would i would use that i would like to have an outdoor smoker like a big one but you know for the time being i could you know i would like to use something like that like having some like smoking your own meats you know and not having the mess and all that stuff inside the house so it's essentially like a smokeless smoker yeah, the it's smoke doesn't but like achieves allegedly because obviously we would have to taste it to verify but it achieves the same taste as if you use the outdoor smoker. I mean, that makes sense. I know, um, and this, this probably wasn't from CES, but my family has what's called a solo stove. It's like a fireplace um, that they have outside. And it's, it's kind of, it's essentially a fire pit, but it doesn't produce smoke. Like it refilters the air through, like it goes through these holes and, kind of makes it so that, like, you know, you can be around the fire and get the enjoyment of the fire without having to deal with the, you know, smelling like smoke and, you know, having smoke come up in your, yeah, come up in your face. So it, I'd be curious to see if it does kind of a similar technology where it's, you know, absorbing the smoke so that it's like when you open it, the smoke isn't going all over the house, like you said, and setting off fire alarms and things like that. You'd have, I want to see, I'm interested to see what yours looks like because, because one part of me with the fire pits is like I like the flames and to be close to them and all that stuff. And it sounds like yours, you get the heat element of it and maybe some of the aesthetic, the look, but not the you're not seeing the you're not you can't put your hand on it and like burn your hand, right? Oh no, you can burn your hand. It's like there's a fire in there. It's just smokeless. I'd have to see how how that works. So I'll I'll send you a video after after this is done, but. Okay. Yeah, what you guys use it often uh yeah i mean if we're outside i don't know like in the winter it's kind of cold to sit outside but like in the fall or like spring when it's still a little chilly but like nice enough that we can sit outside and it gets dark you know you took you set it up and um use it for that i you know i use it when i go over to uh sco's house buddy uh, he has one as well so yeah it's, nice. it's pretty it's becoming more common but um you know, my dad is always like looking for things like that. So he found it a few years ago and like he became obsessed with it. So. One of the other things as well that I thought was 
pretty cool. Maybe not the most practical thing, but I thought it was a cool, um, cool kind of prototype and proof of concept. And this is the second year they've had it. It's actually on. It's actually for sale, but I don't. I don't know a lot of people that I've never seen anybody talking about they bought it or reviewing it or anything. But it's a um, smart home assistant called Bali. So okay. they, you know, threw the AI term out there again with this thing. Last year it was the same thing, but they didn't say, "Oh, an AI robot" type of thing. Now, obviously, with AI, they're like, "Oh, yeah, it's an AI robot." But it was a it's a cool concept because what it is is like it interacts with all your smart home appliances. So, like, it will literally, you know, you can talk to it and tell it, you know, turn on the smart lights or, t you know, turn the TV down, whatever. It, it, it just integrates with everything. One of the cool things as well, like, you could you could be at work and be like, you know, find the dog. I want to see our dog or whatever. And it would, it would roll over to the dog and show you the dog or whatever. Um, when you're not home, you could ask it to go around and do whatever. But um, it was cool because they added a projector feature in it too. So like, it's, like I said, it's not probably the most practical thing, but I thought it was cool. Um, but it has a projector. So they had a demonstration where a guy was working out and literally the, it would project the, um, the workout on the wall and the guy would just follow along steps. And then it was like, came to one where the guy was like laying down doing like something on his back, like a squats, or, um, like um, not squats, but um, abs or something like that. And then the display went onto the ceiling. So as he's doing, you know, the workout, it's up there, but it literally follows you around. It has like a little, you know, they made it cute. It has little eyes and all that stuff. But I, I thought that was cool. Um, you know, it, having a smart assistant around the house is, that's coming, obviously. Um, in this app, in this particular form factor and stuff, I don't know, but um, it's something that they'll probably build upon. It was Samsung, Samsung called Bali, too close to Wally, you know, remember the robot from uh, Pixar. Yeah, I, I mean, I've always loved the idea of like a smart home where things are, you know, all the technology is interconnected. And, you know, like I had a little bit of that with like back in college, I lived in a house where like the locks were smart lock you know for the house and the thermostat could be controlled by your phone things like that oh, yeah. so uh, you know that's been around for a while that's nothing new but just the yeah the idea that you know you could know everything that's going on in your house and you know check on things just via your phone and not have to you know i mean maybe that's the laziness of me but like not having to go up and actually look at a thermostat and just being able to look on my phone i think that's cool no, I agree. It's just more convenient. Like the only like my house, I have I have a couple of smart things in my house, but I would like to outfit the whole house because, yeah, you can just control it from your phone. Like, for instance, sprinkler system, like not having to go out into the garage and mess. You can just go on your phone and, you know, stuff like that. It's just it's just convenience. First world, first world problems, you know what I mean? But um, for sure, it's it's also too. it just feels futuristic. And that's the way our I believe our houses and everything should start feeling like we're progressing in some manner, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I've always dug it. And yeah, I mean, uh, switching over to a new topic, uh, unless you had anything else for that topic. I think that was it for for the home, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm doing this topic now because I know that you could talk about cars forever, but automotive um, <laughs> advances. Yeah. Automotive, I mean, there was, there was a really cool Mercedes. It was a electric vehicle, but what's starting to happen now with vehicles is like personalizing your vehicle, like the look of it. So last year and, and, you know, um, 
we talked about it, me and Raul, but there was a, a one where you could, I didn't see it this year, but you could control the, um, the change the color of your, your car. So it was like, a, you know, you know how e-ink kind of works and it's kind of, you would do the same with your vehicle. That was, um, I think Volkswagen last year, I Volkswagen ID, I think is what it was called. Didn't see that this year, but what I did see a lot of in this, in, in this Mercedes, Mercedes instance was um, the front grille had a design and it was like basically a screen. And so you could change the design of your car. So, and then you, uh, I saw one where you could actually have messages on the front of your car as well by like where the headlights are. So I'm like, it's, it's cool, it's unique. What, you know, is it necessary? Not not really, but it's, it's you know, I, I like to see people trying new things, doing different things, like just, you know, like we were talking last year on the same podcast topic, pod, uh, the same um, CS podcast last year was, why do we all have to have black and white refrigerators, you know what I mean? Or silver, stainless steel refrigerators. Like, why can't you, same thing with your vehicle. Why can't you, you know, have a, a, a grill that changes or looks different or a lighting system that you can, um, that I thought was really cool. That, and I think from what they were saying that that prototype was, um, the concept was pretty cool. And I think Mercedes is one of the better manu uh, car makers that they, really they show you a crazy prototype and they you start seeing them implemented little by little into the commercial vehicle um i think they do that probably better than a lot of companies but there was a really really cool and you know people that don't like parallel parking or can't parallel park i should say would really love this i don't know how you how you feel about parallel park you know parallel parking is either that well nobody i don't think likes to do it because it's just extra work but you know some people that definitely they won't park if they have to parallel park you know what i mean and some vehicles now actually do the parallel parking for you which is cool but this will let you kind of control it a little bit more yeah i uh in new jersey in order to pass your driving test you need to parallel park so i know how to do it and i'm good yeah i know in florida they do not make you do that part of the test because otherwise a lot of people in florida probably wouldn't have licenses so there's, there's um, a lot of states that they don't, which is like stupid. It's like, you're going to have to parallel park at some point. Yeah. It's always, that's always the toughest part of the, the test. Like literally like anyone who I know who failed the driving test when they were, you know, 16 or 17, whenever they took it, like they failed because they didn't, they couldn't parallel park. That was like the only reason that people ever failed. Maybe every once in a while they'd get someone for like not putting on their seatbelt or something like that. But. Um, it's parallel parking. I never, a lot I never learned how to do it. I just did it, to be honest. <clears throat> and it was out of necessity because I'm just like I was trying to get some. I think you know I think I was doing trying to watch a fight or something like that. And I'm like, like the main like I, I'm gonna miss some of these fights. Let me make sure I get my ass in this parking space. It is a scary proposition because you have to you know you really have to get close to the vehicle that you're um, pulling in behind. And then you, you just like a lot of turning and monitoring and making sure. So I, I know that's a lot of cause of a lot of car damage with people. It's like not having the patience to do it, just not knowing how to do it. But this this system in this car was really cool. It was called the um, Hyundai Mobis E-Corner. So literally, like, think of your wheels. Um, you remember that? Um, you've seen all the bat newest Batman movies, Christopher Nolan, right? Uh, wait, Dark is that the one with is that the Dark Knight? Yes, I have seen those. Yeah, yeah. You remember he had that bike, and I was like, man, that, that bike was so dope. Where he oh yes, yes, yes. I think he went around the corner, and the wheels locked, and the wheels would turn. Yes. 
So that's what this system kind of does. It will lock the wheels and the wheels will go actually go this way. So they're all, imagine your wheels all locking and being in position and them and you moving like this instead of you actually having to turn it, the wheels glide in like this. And they, they roll, cool. roll the opposite way. So I thought that was like really cool. Like I, I could see that coming out down the road, you know what I mean? Um, Cause yeah, like why can't our wheels go that way? You know what I mean? Like we've been using the same type of rotation in the same direction, you know, and some people have four wheel drive, some people all wheel drive, some, you know, there's different forms of it, but re your re wheels literally roll, have rolled the same way for how long now? Um, or moved in the same, in that one direction for how long now? But um, I thought that was really cool. And then I know um, Honda had this uh, saloon EV and it looked like an old school Lamborghini. But the tech was really cool. The lights in the back, like the brake lights, look like a, almost like a. It's it's hard to explain. It look like a three D, like you know, you ever seen like um, shoot, somebody's calling. You ever seen when um, people use like a lighting system, like the little red light dot dotted lights, and it looks like you pull it out and it looks like it's three D almost in a in a glass. I have to, I just have to show it to you after we get done. But that's how the brake lights look. Did like. Everything they did on there was like just futuristic looking and allegedly it's 90% close to commercial spec, which shocked everybody because it looked like something out of something for 2070 or something, but nice. it's their take on um, EV and a lot of the vehicles now also have where the wheel would disappear like under the dash. And if you want to drive, they pop back out, you know what I mean? And um, a lot of just EV where it's more focused on you engaging with the people in the vehicle so all the seats would face the same way or you could play board games while your car is driving you around and stuff like that i thought that was really 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 cool as well um and then hyundai also had like a, a flying car that they presented um you know the uh vertical takeoff vehicles as they call them with the blades on almost like a drone what's funny is like i I think that like, you know, a lot of people, especially like people, my parents' age and stuff have been saying like, oh, you know, like, you know, they've been saying we should have flying cars for years, you know, like, why don't we have flying cars? And I, you know, part of me agrees. The other part of me is like, I think we could. I don't, I don't think it's like, I don't think the, the problem is the idea that we can't make it. I think the problem is that they don't want to make them because of, you know, like the logistical nightmare of like the FAA or someone having to control, you know, basically having to make a whole new set of rules for flying, like things flying in the air that are potentially going to crash with planes and all these other, you know, like it's a logistical nightmare of, you know, you're now creating an entirely new, I guess it's the same thing as when they created planes, but it's creating something that could also be like there's just a lot of traffic on the ground and the idea that you know like you have to control that traffic in the air at that high of a volume is is i think daunting i think that's more of why we haven't done it than the fact that like you know oh no one can create a flying car i think they could do it i think they just don't it i'll, I'll agree with you and then i'll also not really disagree, but I'll add to what you said is I think 
we'll want to fly in cars because I think that's what the movies, even the black and white movies back in the day, the seventies, you had the Jetsons and the Jetsons were like had flying cars. We all wanted it. You know, you had back to the future and all, all these movies from back in the day. So we thought by this time, you know, 2024, we would have flying cars. Um, and I'm surprised you didn't say that. So maybe this is where you were going, but we have a lot of dumbasses on the road itself, you know? Um, there's, there's so many idiots on the road. It's just, you know me on the road. I just, it's a, it's, you know, it's frustrating. It's frightening. Um, it enrages you. Um, so imagine doing that in the air, you know what I mean? If you can't trust these idiots on the road, like on, on the ground, what are you going to do in the air? But I think also the tech that people were looking for, it's, it's the flying cars now with blades that are similar to a drone, almost like a helicopter, are different from what we envisioned the flying car actually being, you know what I mean? Like you thought there would be some propulsion system or something underneath the car that would lift it up. And that's where I think people are like, oh, we should really have flying cars, like more so like what we saw in the old movies and stuff like that. Also, too, what I think they're doing is they're... Um, they're, this is the way they're kind of, I guess, reconciling with the FAA and stuff like that is right now it's for short trips. So say, for instance, you need to go to an airport or a helipad or something like that. It's like a use this this uh, electric um, vertical liftoff vehicle to take you to the, that short destination. Um, that'll probably change later on when they things start rolling out and they do the safety checks and all that. But also, too, I think they're looking at it as something where it's um autonomous so maybe these you know morons on the ground are by a flying car and they're not actually flying it into each other or into buildings or anything like that they fly you know the which it's it's another set of problems obviously autonomous but you know probably trust the uh system and the vehicles more than the people flying yeah i mean well i definitely would trust the system more than untrained flying cars you know but i also would say i trust a pilot more than i trust autonomous at least as of right now you know someone who went to flight school and did x amount of flying simulation hours whatever you know everything that they have to go through like that's the that's the thing for me it's like you know like technically like you have plane like a plane is essentially a flying like it's not a flying car, but it's a flying vehicle that can get you from one place to the other. The difference is that, you know, it doesn't look like a car. It has a, like you said, it has a different propulsion system. It's, you know, basically large, you know, blades swinging around that proposes you versus the idea of like, you know, a, you know, some kind of uh, like jet pack powered thing kind of, you know, um, yeah, because typically, I don't know if you've ever seen the old Harrier jets, and now I believe it's F-35 use that type of propulsion where the, the engines can flip up and down like this, so it literally can take off like that. That's yeah. what I would see as a more of a flying car, but then you could also roll with it, but those engines, I'm sure, are way too expensive, and then the heat that they produce, I'm sure, you know, you can't do that on our, our streets. You'd be burning people and burning buildings and stuff like that. Yeah, also probably wouldn't be the best for the environment. Well, I mean, neither are cars in general. So. No, I don't think it would burn anything. I'm just thinking about the technology, but still, it's probably not the most, you know, the wind and kicking it. It's just it's using a lot of fuel. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was those were the, I mean the main vehicles. They didn't really have a lot of um, crazy vehicle tech this year. Oh, the the other part of vehicle tech is AI. Um, like I believe Volkswagen had a had a uh, Chat GPT and in, in, integrated into its like navigation system. So it's kind of similar to using Siri or whatever, but it was. Literally, it would recognize your, you know, what you're talking. You're like, you, I want a, a good Italian. I want a good steak with pasta. And it would dictate that and then turn it into like, oh, these restaurants have those type of things. Like, you know, let me guide the person there. Gotcha. Makes sense. Um, and yeah, I mean, few categories left. Um, computing is another one that you mentioned. Which one? I'm sorry. Computing? Computing. Oh. Computing, most of the computing that comes out now is like, there's a lot focused on um, gaming. Yep. So Asus has like, you know, some of these crazy gaming PCs with these new graphics cards and CPUs, GPUs boosted to the to the hill. But um, the one I found interesting is, you've seen my laptop now, right? The Asus ZenBook. They had a new Asus ZenBook. So imagine, you know how my screen works, but imagine having a screen on top of a screen. So literally, it's kind of like my phone, like the laptop is kind of like this, you know what I mean? So you have two screens on top of each other and it's on a stand. And um, I thought that was really cool if, from a produ productivity standpoint. And you could actually fold the screen out and just use one screen, but literally it's like two screens. So you're, just, you know, you always say you love having two screens, working from two screens, like you'd have one up above and then you'd have your regular screen in front of you. I thought that was, that was the coolest laptop, the most uh, innovative product I saw. Um, obviously there's always the thinner, kind of smaller, faster um, laptops, but that for home computing, that was it. And there was a lot of monitors high-res monitors, um, 8K monitors, um, and the TV screens and the um, computer monitors, uh, they had refresh rates, 100, you know, 144. I think I saw a 200-something, 220, 250 uh, hertz refresh rate on a TV, which is ridiculous. So um, that, that was it really for home computing and AI yeah, baked into everything, of course. It's funny how... Like, and this is kind of going into some of the trends, you know, how like for a while it was like the big thing was like, okay, things are too bulky. We got to make them smaller, 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 smaller. And then like they got to a point where they made it too small and people are like, no, I want a bigger screen. So they started making them bigger, bigger, bigger. And now it's like going in like the reverse order. It's kind of the same thing with laptops, you know, like laptops used to be these like bulky, massive things. Now they're making them smaller and thinner and you know it's like lightweight as possible and then you know you have people like you and i you know we want something that's like oh no we want like more screen space you know so they're like okay we'll make it bigger again and but it's just i think it's at this point it's like not necessarily like they're not like reverting back to what they were doing before they're making it bigger but more efficient you know it's thinner, like lighter more efficient yeah it's it's bigger but it's like the reason it's bigger is because the screens are bigger, you know, like it has amenities essentially that you're getting for it being bigger, not just, Oh, this is, you know, a bulky computer that you have to carry around with you everywhere. Yeah. Cause you the components were just bigger, you know I mean? The processor were bigger. The fan was ridiculously huge and they just optimize it over time where you can cool this thing down, make it thinner, make it smaller components on this big, you know, 
Exactly. Let's focus exactly. on making the screen bigger. Yeah. And yeah, I think uh, the last one that I wanted to get into was uh, health and where, you know, last but not least, you know, in our sector of the world. Yeah, like I said, the, the trend there was putting AI on everything, but one true AI pro related product was, uh, is not necessarily wearable, but like a, a device, a walkie talkie type device. And I showed that to you and I was interested to see what it was because they did a good tease. The Rabbit R1, I think it was, um, where it's basically taking all the apps from your phone and turn it into a, put in an AI application, put in an AI um, spin on it where essentially you don't have to go onto your phone to open the app, then, you know, put in the times that you want the ride. You just utilize this uh, walkie talkie to, to make your apps do the things, but with your voice. Um, so you could schedule your hotel bill, you know, schedule your uh, Uber without having to put in the info. You could um, make reservations, you know, not having to do anything. It's just voice activated. And it had a little screen on it. I thought that that was cool. It's not, you know, it, I think it's it's something that's going to evolve into something else in the future. Very similar to kind of some of the things we said, um, some things that we talked about doing, uh, innovative things. But um, the rings are the new thing now, you know what I mean? I think it's cool that, because um, this fits right in our wheelhouse, but technology that people want to use to track their health, track their wellness is getting smaller. Um, you don't necessarily need a screen. Um, there's no um, interface on it. So EV was a, a ring. It's a female uh, woman-focused ring, tracking their sleep cycle, tracking their menstrual cycle, things like that, heart rate. <coughs> Samsung just teased a, a ring as well in their unpacked event. So, so things are going towards smart rings now. Um, then there was also a, um, a neuro neurologics or magic mirror, which people were a little shaky on how it worked because literally it's a mirror you sit up next to and it's supposed to see your blood flow with cameras, uh, provide your vital signs without you ever having to touch anything. And then it would, um, it would diagnose based, I, I don't know what the magic behind it is or what algorithm or calculations are doing but it would literally diagnose what health conditions you might have and like it would put it on a scale so there's a lot of questions there but i thought that was neat there was a uh, a health um uh, mid um smart mirror that was supposed to do stress and all this stuff which the concept's cool i don't really you know I, there's better ways of doing it in my opinion um ar augmented reality glasses were the big thing as well so fitting along with vision pro but i think even ray-ban had some augmented reality glasses that um and spatial computing type glasses that was a big thing but um you know what i didn't see anything like extropian out there so i was i was happy about that like because obviously like i said all these companies have their vision of the future and what they think is going to be the big thing and i think still think we're you know not bragging but just speaking confidently about what we're doing and what we've gotten feedback on. And I think we're doing it like years ahead of what these other companies are. Um, and I think it's more, what we're providing is more comprehensive and more, um, it's just more of a full stack health performance, safety um, approach to everyday humans. You know what I mean? Um, that makes it seamless, makes it easy compared to these other products. But I like, you know, obviously the concept of what they're doing, but
I just think I was happy to see what's out there because I'm like, yeah, we're on the right path. We're gonna gonna kill the game with what we got. Yeah, definitely agree. You know, I think um, people are always trying to get better information on themselves, and you know, it's something that we always harp on. Um, and you know, whether it's through rings, whether it's through a world building, or you know, uh, any of the other technology out there, it's like you just got to be able to provide a full picture of what's going on with with people. And uh, the first person to do that is, is going to be doing really well, you know. Even when we do it, um, the, also too is like I think we have so much room to scale. Like a lot of these products, they kind of there's a limiting factor that doesn't allow them to scale. Where we, yeah, we can scale pretty pretty massively, and we can continue to scale and scale. And then also too, you know, our AI, our machine learning is not fluff. It's not marketing hyperbole or marketing speak. It's actually real AI and real machine learning, real, you know, it, it, we're not putting a, a, this AI paintbrush on just something just to say it's AI or, you know, that we're using ML or um, it, it really is. And that's that's what excited me as well. It's like everybody kind of had their putting this AI brush on, painting with this AI brush. I'm like, yeah, it's not really AI. That's a, that's been around. That's, a, you know, AI is, mach you know, it's, it's machine learning and algorithms and you know it's been around it's just everybody's using this ai term but we truly are going to do the things that people are trying to say they're doing uh very vaguely with this marketing hyperbole like i said but no it was, it was a great show um like i said next year we'll be out there um i feel it you know we're everything that we're doing we're close but can't wait to show everybody what what we have next year on on uh at ces and who knows? You know, my goal is to win us. You know, we win the CES most innovative award, um, which I see a lot of companies get. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. That's a cool accomplishment. So, with that being said, did you have anything else? Any other thoughts? No, nothing else from uh, from my end. It's all uh, all you. Yeah, no. So thank you for joining us again, as usual. You know, second. Uh, second episode recording this year um getting closer and closer and um hopefully you buy into the vision we have for the future like you know so many people did to with a lot of these companies at ces and you know look out for us and like i said um we're just doing things differently and uh i think we're you know again not bragging but just looking at the landscape we're miles ahead um of what was shown so yeah, follow us, like, comment, subscribe. Um, hope you guys have a blessed weekend and a, a productive uh, start to your week next week. Thanks. Thank you.